WXME AM 780 Monticello Holton Presque Good morning, Aroostook County. This is the Aroostook Watch and Radio Show. This is Jack McCarthy, your host, coming to you live on the Constitutional Radio Network, the Conscience of Maine, on 780 AM out of Monticello, Maine. A little wide spot in the road north of Holton. It's a wonderful little place. And it's got this great, huge tower. And um, it really has a neat station. And when it's cranking up right, we can reach from... Uh, northern part of the county, sometimes in Fort Kent, clear down to Millinocket, clear over into western New Brunswick, and uh, it's just a great little station. Thanks for being with us today, folks. We'll see how the day goes. There's so much going on. Uh, one of the things that I, the title today was uh, when, um, with so many people flying the Gadsden flag, you know, I even on my computer, I got one on the, my laptop, when I, wherever I am, wherever I'm sitting, the uh, the flag shows on the face of it to whoever's looking at me, looking towards me, and uh, but that that snake has got its eyes wide open with so many people flying that flag. How come their eyes aren't open? How come we don't see what's going on? There's a lot going on in the country today. You better be uh, better be paying attention. Okay, let's start as is our custom with some scripture. This is uh, the devotional coming out of. Uh, in God We Still Trust, uh, by Dr. Richard Lee. <clears throat> My word shall not return to me void, Isaiah 55, 11. In 1984, University of Houston political scientist Donald Lutz Charles Heinemann wrote about the sources that most influenced the development of American political thought during our nation's founding era from 1760 to 1805. Their research paper, The Relative Influence of European writers on late 18th century American political thought was published in the American Political Science Review, 78, 1984. After analyzing some 15,000 items published during that 45-year period, from 1760 to 1805, Lutz and Heinemann isolated 3,154 direct quotes cited by the founders, identified the source of those quotes, and discovered that 34% came directly out of the Bible. French legal philosopher Montague was quoted 8.3% of the time. Sir William Blackstone, a renowned English jurist, whose commentaries on the laws of England were highly accepted in America, was next at 7.9%, and English philosopher John Locke was fourth with 2.9%. Three-fourths of the biblical citations in the 1760-1805 sample came from reprinted sermons, one of the most popular types of political writing during those years. Political writing. Sermons. Ha! Huh. What a concept. Only 9% came from secular literature. These statistics clearly reflect the Bible's impact on the Founding Fathers. You cannot deny the source 
the foundation, the building blocks of our political structure, our government structure, our societal structure. You just can't do it. But we have gotten so far that if you quote a source, if you refer to the founders and some one of the biblical foundational points made as a basis for our the way our government is supposed to function, you're criticized. You're one of those crazy people. Well, you know what? If you're already one of those crazy people, why don't we just get real crazy and bring some of this stuff to light? You're gonna you're already labeled. You're already crazy. Why not? Why not just go ahead and speak the truth in love, backed up by scripture? Let's do it, huh? Okay, what's going on? There's so much going on. It's hard to keep up and keep you up to date and bring you up to date on all the stuff that's going on when we're only doing this on Saturday morning. It's so much easier and harder in some ways to do it every day. But anyway, um, let's start with this press release on the an upcoming event. Ah, I hate when I have to side with a liberal progressive but here goes. There is John or Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is coming to Maine. I'm not big on names, not big on who's who. Most of the time, they drive me crazy. But here's an instance where this is going to be something that I have to support. RFK Jr. is going to be uh, speaking to the Maine legislature on vaccine issues. This is a press release from Ginger Taylor. Uh, if you have any uh, questions, please contact her. She is a great resource. She is spearheading much of this resistance to mandatory vaccines and taking away your opt-out option. That's a bill is in right now, and they will take away your opt-out option. And so you're going to be stuck with the choice of resistance or compliance. When are you going to make the decision, folks? You need to make the decision. You need to draw the line in the sand and be prepared to defend it rather than wait for them to draw the line in the sand. And then you have to make a choice as to whether you're going to cross over it or not. When are you going to do this? You know, uh, this Augusta, Maine, more than a dozen states have introduced bills that remove the rights of parents to make informed consent decisions regarding vaccination and still send their children to school. These bills have died in all states except California, Vermont, and Maine. On Monday, May 11th, that's coming right up, folks. I cannot go to Augusta to speak to this. Fortunately, many others will be there. Uh, if you can possibly get there, please do it. It needs to be well supported. The, the perpetrators of this nightmare to take away your right of informed decision are there in force. And they've got the money. They're backed up, supported by the big pharma. So they've got all 
the uh, resources, but the people can make their voice heard and needs to be done. Monday, May 11th, to focus on vaccine choice. We'll turn to Maine as the Joint Committee on Health and Human Services. We'll hear three bills on vaccination. Bill LD-606 would remove the rights of parents to exercise a philosophical exemption in order to opt out of one or more of the eight vaccines required for school enrollment in Maine. LD-471 would require parents to receive vaccine counseling on CDC information from a health care provider and file paperwork with the school system in order to exercise either a philosophical or religious exemption. Vaccine counseling, oh goody. However, Maine is considering a measure that the other states are not. Parents angry at the lack of knowledge that physicians have about vaccine injuries have joined with Representative Beth O'Connor to introduce LD-1076, which creates the main vaccine consumer protection program. LD-1076 would require medical personnel to be educated on federal guidelines on vaccine adverse reactions and establish an office at Maine CDC to support vaccine injury families. Hmm. Most Americans don't really understand vaccine safety issues. In context, reports Elizabeth Shardlow of the Maine Coalition for Vaccine Choice. In 1986, Congress passed the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act that removed the rights of Americans to sue pharmaceutical companies or physicians when a vaccine injury or death occurs. Since then, the medical industry and health officials have failed to teach doctors about vaccine injury. Come on, folks. You got to pay attention to this. The business, okay, this is just one of many issues. You got to get the concept in here that this, although this is about vaccines, and I agree 100% that you have the right to opt out as opposed to the most recent uh, wonderful uh, conservative entrant into the political arena, Dr. Carson, Ben Carson. I think he's probably a really great guy. Unfortunately, he's also the chairman of the board of a major vaccine company. And he believes that no one has the right to opt out of vaccines. Wait a minute. You mean this Christian man, politically sort of savvy, uh, nice guy, uh, conservative, says that you have to be vaccinated or it will be done against your will. That's what mandatory means, folks. In case you didn't really quite get that, that means hold you down, kicking and screaming, chains if necessary, but mandatory. That's what mandatory means. Hmm. I don't think I want to do that. Now, now just for a second, just, just for the heck of it, let's go to... A completely different issue. And here's my point. We're not paying attention when 
this can happen also. This is West Virginia became at least the fifth state to ban the direct sales approach on cars. Okay. Is this related? Yes, to me it is. West Virginia is the latest state to ban Tesla direct sales. Did you know, I didn't know this, did you know that in many states, a car company, you produce a car. Even if you produce an automobile that is totally safe, meets all of their insane laws, rules, regulations, it passes every crash test, you dropped it off the Empire State Building and survived, right? You can't sell your automobile. You can't have a dealership unless it's a franchised dealership. Can you imagine? You can't sell. Who? I didn't know this. Here it is. West Virginia became at least the fifth state to ban direct sales approach practiced by Tesla Motors following Friday's signature by Governor Earl Ray Tomlin. The bill was championed by West Virginia's Senate President Bill Cole, who just happens to be an auto dealer in his home state in Kentucky. <laughs> Tesla denounced the legislation despite a campaign based on pro-business and free market principles the Senate presidents, this is the Senate of Kentucky, Kentucky State Senate, president's bill prevents competition and protects the car dealer monopoly. Not the car manufacturers, the dealerships. They have laws that protect dealerships. Tesla said in a statement, West Virginians deserve the right to choose how and from whom they purchase their automobiles. We will return next year to fight for consumer choice and free market access. I didn't know this, did you? The president of the West Virginia Automobile and Truck Dealers Association, Ruth Lemon, said the measure was not anti-Tesla. No, it's anti-free market. Tesla could better serve the consumer, the local communities, and their product by becoming a true business partner to all concerned, she said in a statement. West Virginia would welcome Tesla to join the ranks of dealerships and play by the same rules and requirements and laws we must. The legislation says a vehicle maker may not, quote, act in the capacity of a new motor vehicle dealer or operate a dealership, including but not limited to uh, blah, 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 blah. Stupid. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So you can't actually operate in that life, liberty, property. You can't do that in West Virginia or a number of other states. Hmm. You get in the picture here, folks? Getting the little the little glimmer of what's happening here. Unbelievable, unbelievable. I know it seems rather unrelated, but if they can tell you 
that we're going to hold you down and vaccinate you, where's the difference between where, where's the uh, where's the, the the tyranny break here? Where does it stop? This car company can't sell cars. They have to they have to have a franchised dealership do it for them. You can't go to school. Actually, you won't be able to get into college without a mandatory vaccine. Don't forget, mandatory. It has carries with it some pretty interesting uh, connotations. But now, think about that. We've got mandatory vaccines. We've got a car dealer, a car manufacturer that can't sell its cars unless it does it through a dealership set up by, in in the Kentucky case, the Senate president, who's a car dealer saying that they can't sell cars without going through a franchise dealership. Wow. Wow. Okay. Now, this one. This one makes me crazy. Don't forget, folks, we've got this Jade Helm event coming up. We're going to get into that more and more in the next couple of weeks. Jade Helm, very interesting, this big operation. Uh, supposedly just in the seven states. Well, then I heard just 15. And just yesterday I heard that's actually going to impact 40 states. Sounds to me like it's going to impact every state, somehow or another. And now here we have a little report. This is disturbing. Out of, I believe it's uh, also Kentucky. Here we go. Police sees. 10 children from off-grid homeschool family. This is disturbing on many, many, many levels here, folks. This is uh, from uh, Paul Joseph Watson. Yesterday, this is a new event. Let's see. Police sees 10 children from an off-grid homeschool family in Kentucky on Wednesday after receiving an anonymous tip about the family's traditional lifestyle. Anonymous tip? Here we go. You've heard us talking about this before. Weigh in on this, people. Anonymous tip? What, what's, what happened to the you get to talk to your accuser? What, hap- what the heck? Anonymous tip? The nightmare story began when sheriff's officers set up a, ro- a blockade around Joe and Nicole Nagler's rural property before entering the premises. Eight of the children were out with their father, but Nicole and two of her oldest children were at home. Nicole attempted to drive away, but was subsequently stopped and arrested for resisting. Resisting? That she was attempting to prevent officers from taking her voice? That's resisting? The sheriff then demanded Joe Nagler turn over the other eight children by 10 a.m. the next day or face felony charges and order with which he complied. Oh, boy. We need somehow to have a response team. We need to be able to 
stop this insanity from happening. I'm not sure how we set that up, but we need to be connected. What is the matter with us? They are an extremely happy family, said family friend Pace Ellsworth, who asserts that the Naglers were targeted because of their back-to-basics lifestyle and their decision to homeschool their children. Friends reported no concerns about how the children are being treated by the parents who follow an educational model called unschooling, where the children decide their own curriculum based on the subjects that interest them and what their strengths are. This is the natural way to live, said Ellsworth. It's actually a growing movement. They want to have a personal education and not a factory education. Oh, wait a minute. They probably aren't vaccinated. Wow. They probably, I wonder if these, I wonder if these crazy people have a marriage license. I wonder if they, hmm, hmm, interesting. They frequently post pictures and videos of their kids on Facebook. They're not hiding. They're not, uh, they're actually not even survivalists. They're just living a natural, off-the-grid, basic lifestyle. They're, they don't dress weird. They're all, I'm looking at the pictures, they're all neat-looking little kids. They got, uh, what, uh, there's a family of 12, six dogs, two cats, a few random farm animals, and they just got their life shredded by an anonymous report. Hmm. Shocking. This illustrates how families attempting to simply get on with their lives in a traditional manner are being treated as extremists by other Americans snitched on and targeted by authorities. There's something radically wrong with this, folks. Uh, there's another one in uh, New Jersey that uh, about parents were interrogated by a child protective custody caseworker who questioned Christopher Zimmer and his wife Nicole, different Nicole, on everything from their son's homeschool education to questions about vaccines and guns in the house. Michael Marches aggressively demanded to enter the property after asserting Christopher Zimmer Jr. was not getting a proper education. Police subsequently arrived and allowed Marches to enter the home before conducting a warrantless search. The Zimmers are now suing CPS for $60 million in a case before the United States District Court, Trent, New Jersey. <sighs> Why? Why do we put up with this? Okay, just for the heck of it, folks, if you are interested in this story in particular, this uh, family named the Naglers, Joe and Nicole Nagler, N-A-U-G-L-E-R. You can go to their GoFundMe page. They're going to have to pay lawyers to try to salvage their family. Uh, their GoFundMe page is GoFundMe.com forward slash TZ4 XNG. Those are all lowercase. TZ4XNG. 
If you want to make a little donation, somebody's coughing up some money. 693 people have um, raised $29,390 in, in one day. Well, that's impressive. That's a good thing. So here you go. You want to help out a little bit. Here's a family that uh, could use some help. Unbelievable. Ten kids. They homeschool. Hmm. Very interesting. What are we going to do about it? Oh, well, somebody will do something. Somebody better do something. Wow. Anyway, that's GoFundMe.com forward slash TZ4XNG if you'd like to participate in that uh, GoFundMe. Wow. Huh. Too much stuff. Too much crazy stuff. Okay, get rid of that. Get rid of that. And what do you think about the the Tesla not being able to, or anybody being able to sell automobiles? I think it's just totally nuts. Just totally nuts. But it's okay to pack a newborn's body with thimerosal from a vaccine because we just know it's a good thing. Hmm. We better wake up, folks. We better wake up, folks. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., author of the new book, Thimerosal, Let the Science Begin, will be among those coming to Maine to educate legislators. Kennedy has often said that he's a strong supporter of vaccination but believes that the safety and corruption issues must be properly addressed. Hearings on the three bills will start in the Joint Committee on Health and Human Services beginning at 9.30 a.m. Monday, May 11th at noon. Families will hold a rally outside the State House featuring Kentucky and a host of other, no, Kentucky, yeah, right, I got Kentucky on my mind, Kennedy and a host of other national figures. Scheduled to speak are Professor Mary Holland, research scholar and the director of NYU Law School graduate Legal Skills Program. Wow, that's a mouthful. Uh, Harry Temburners, former board member of the National Autism Association, <clears throat> father of a government-compensated boy who died as a result of the DTP vaccine. Mark Blacks, Blacksel, author of two books on vaccination, and Representative Robert Foley of Wells, Maine, who lost his infant daughter following vaccination. These things are so obvious, so in your face, blatantly obvious. How can they possibly say it was not connected? <clears throat> There's a, an entire program set up at the federal level to compensate vaccine-injured kids, people, and they still say vaccines are safe. Ineffective. How? What the heck? We earnestly hope the public will join us to tell the Maine legislature that even for those who fully vaccinate their children, vaccine safety and vaccine choice are a high priority to, for Maine parents. Where there is risk, there must be a choice. They're trying to take away your choice again. Oh, you can choose to kill a baby that would be born tomorrow, but you can't choose 
whether to give that baby a potentially lethal injection the next day, just after birth. It's okay to give that baby, you can choose to give that baby a saline acid death today, but you can't refuse a thimerosal-loaded tetanus shot 48 hours later. There's really something radically wrong with our system, folks, and it's up to you to change it. Not me. We're in this fight. Lots of us are in this fight. You need to join the fight. You need to be part of it. Stop farting around. Better get into this. As you can see, every facet of your life is being impacted by government control. Take it right down to take it right down to Baltimore. This is about control, people. These things do not happen in a vacuum. This is not going to go away. They're preparing for something huge. You need to be thinking about it. You need to be talking about it. You need to be paying attention. This is not going to just go away. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Uh, just for the heck of it, I didn't mention this at the beginning of the show. If you're interested, you can come in to the uh, talk show on, on Facebook, no, Facebook, on the Internet, you can go to TalkShoe.com, T-A-L-K-S-H-O-E, TalkShoe. You know, it's an old get smart takeoff thing. And uh, you can be part of the conversation in the chat room. There's always some wonderful folks in there having a little discussion. And uh, one of the things that I talk about right now is I wonder if they're using the grass law to do this. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's how they get around all this. Generally accepted as safe, which is just total crap. Generally accepted as safe. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you can just join the call. You can uh, you can actually uh, get on and voice your opinion if you keep it civil. Uh, you can go into the chat room and uh, exchange information there. I should have put that in there into the chat room. I forgot to do that. Uh, I should. It's a prison planet thing here. I'll put the uh, in the chat room. I'll put the Tesla thing. Uh, uh, regarded. Grass, G-R-A-S, generally regarded as safe. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, they made a lot of thin air. Yep, that's exactly right. They made that right out of thin air. There's, They wanted to be able to uh, include things like oregano, things that are generally... That's the way it all came out. This the whole grass GRAS uh, formulation, the whole way they they presented that was so that when people were using that, they got it passed by convincing people that this was a good idea, and they put this whole GRAS thing through so that, and they used the the concept that well. 
people use oregano as medicine, and so it's generally regarded as safe. And so everything just falls into that category now. Everything is generally regarded as safe. If it, you know, I guess if it hasn't killed 3,000 people this week, I guess it's okay. So we generally regard it as safe. That means you can put it into your product. Hmm. But if you make goat milk soap at home, you're going to have to fill out enough paperwork to choke a horse or not be able to engage in free enterprise. Kind of crazy, right? All the regulation, see, we got this we got this whole thing going on, just nuts. Look at that we point out all the time what laws the legislators can pass. Yeah, darn, darn, darn. <clears throat> um, lead paint would probably not be okay for drinking. Um, <laughs> someone's doing the the sarcasm in the in the in the uh, in the chat room. No, obviously, you know, when we learn things are bad, we shouldn't use them. So if we learn that vaccines have mercury in them, maybe we shouldn't make them mandatory. Lead paint has an application. Lead paint is really good for certain things. Probably not a good idea to put it on the windowsill where a toddler gets to chew on it. Probably not a good idea. But to say that lead paint should be banned from the world is just foolish. Just the same as painting your windowsill with lead paint is just plumb foolish. So we want to make laws to protect and stop foolish? No, can't do it. Can't make a law against stupid. Hmm. So anyway, what else we got going here? Uh, let's see. Let's do a couple of uh, quick announcements on the commercial side. Don't forget, folks, we do survive here with trying to keep a few things going on with a few uh, supporters, Natural Living Center. They had a great, great week of uh, their 38th anniversary last week. Uh, lots of folks showed up, and uh, a lot of new folks showed up. Thank you, folks, for doing that. Uh, there was a lot of folks had a good time. There were samples and food and all kinds of stuff going on all week long, and I appreciate you folks that did show up and uh, supported them. Uh, they they are good supporters of us. Again, it's one of those deals where we can be on opposite sides of an, an issue, but they like the idea that we talk about both sides of the issues. We talk about the uh, the health and nutrition of the people. And again, this is where uh, how it drives me crazy that I'm supporting Robert F. Kennedy and his his presentation to the main legislature and the the conservative representative, the conservative person running for president is the CEO or the, the, the chairman of the board of a major vaccine company and believes in mandatory vaccines. Wow. No wonder people are confused. No wonder it's hard to take a stand. This is why 
we say. This is why I say. I'm a centrist. I'm not going to side with the right or the left. How about if we just forget the right left and make it the right wrong? And it's not right as in direction. It's right as in correct. Let's do it, folks. Let's be the centrist. Let's be the central compromise moderate position, which is where our constitutions came from. These constitutions are certainly not perfect. They're certainly not inviolate. They're certainly not engraved in stone, but they are the law. I was having this conversation uh, on one of the Facebook pages the other day, and well, they, they want to say that, well, this, this law fixed that law. No, you can't do that. Regulations are just a, a nightmare. And if you're going to get around the constitutional mandate, constitutions are not kind of suggestions, starting points. Constitutions, that's the law. When it says that's the law, that's the law. And if it doesn't work or if it's antiquated, then you change it by the proper amendment process. You don't just write some regulation that gets around it. There are numerous, too numerous to even go through, Supreme Court, state court rulings that make it absolutely impossible to do that, but it's done every day, constantly. And that's, that's part of the problem. Natural Living Center, great big health food store in Bangor, Longview Drive. I get to hang out there once in a while and help people make uh, hopefully better choices for their health and nutrition. And uh, they are uh, about a 10,000 square foot store. Some of the folks that uh, my friends here in the county uh, have been there just recently, had never been there before, were just amazed at the variety and uh, and uh, amount of stuff, just the amount of stuff on the shelves there in that store. So stop in and see them, say hello, give them a call, 207-990-2646, 207-990-2646, Natural Living Center in Bangor. And in Caribou, John Caven, Countywide Vacuum, John sells a perfect vacuum, services the rest. John has a wall of bags. He'll take a bag of bags down to any place in the country. Those vacuum cleaner bags, easy to ship. Give him a call, 207-492-1492, 207-492-1492, John Caven, Countywide Vacuum. And County Co-op is your buying club for Roostick County. It is how we kind of support things going through here. County Co-op, 207-694-0721. Deliveries from Holton to Limestone. Give them a call, 207-694-0721. Okay, let's see. A couple other little things in the in the process here. Where are we? Oh, this guy, very impressive. I knew I wanted to tell you about this guy. Again, Kentucky's in the news today. We got Kentucky all over the place. This is an interesting guy. This Kentucky conservative owns a Tesla, lives off the grid, and is Democrats' new go-to Republican. This guy, 
I don't know him from Adam, but he certainly seems like a centrist. No one should ever confuse me with a partisan. I'm clearly an ideologue, says Thomas Massey, the libertarian, gun rights stalwart, MIT graduate, who is a surprising bipartisan. He's doing this, just like what we were just talking about. Kind of interesting. Shortly after Thomas Massey arrived in Congress, the freshman Republicans sought out Zoe Lochran, a liberal from California, on the House floor. He wanted to know if electric car company Tesla was in her district because he proudly owned one, and he charged his, solar, his car with solar panels at home. This guy is very interesting. Um, let's see. I wanted to tell you something else about him here. Uh, increasingly, in fact, Massey has become a go-to member of the Republican Conference for Democrat members looking for a GOP member to sponsor legislation on everything from surveillance to industrial hemp to cell phone unlocking legislation. Some Democrats have also teamed up with him on raw milk, he recently, a bill that he recently introduced in Congress. These are the areas that typically unite libertarians and liberals in Congress, but Massey has self-described crunchy con arrived in the House with a reputation for being the kind of Tea Party Republican liberals revile. He's an ardent supporter of gun rights, has several times introduced legislation to undo some of the District of Columbia's gun laws. He regularly votes against government spending and has a near-perfect voting score from both Freedom Works and Heritage Action. But his early opposition to surveillance programs have drawn him accolades from the Democrat side of the aisle as his willingness to buck his party's leadership in the House and Senate attempt to reauthorize portions of the Patriot Act in the coming month. You know that there's some major portions of the Patriot Act that have to be reauthorized in June. Did you know that? I mean, this is not engraved in stone. It's got to be reauthorized. We need to make some phone calls, folks. We need to make some phone calls. Um, also, on that note, before I forget, uh, I believe uh, May 20th. Let me look at this calendar here. I think that's correct. Yeah, May 20th is a Wednesday. Uh, I believe that on that day there's going to be a press conference on um, from Hal Shirtliff and Dan McGonagall in the Hall of Flags uh, relative to the Convention of States. So you ought to be there. Don't know if I'm going to be there or not, but uh, you should be there. Pay attention. Uh, and this this guy Massey is really involved. I'm just amazed. Uh, he's also one of the a uh, few who has really called for the um, indictment and impeachment of the current occupant of the White House. So pretty interesting stuff. The uh, Massey plans of being at the center of the debate on the Patriot Act. Excuse me, had a sneeze. They want to blow your ears off. Uh, <clears throat> sometimes people can confuse partisans with ideologues. Massey said in an interview, here's the difference between a partisan and an ideologue. An ideologue reads the bill, every word, period, and section. A partisan reads the whip's recommendation. Ah. 
No one should ever confuse me with a partisan. I'm clearly an ideologue. That means if something I care about lines up with something a Democrat cares about, there's nothing that gets in the way of us working together. Cool. <laughs> Massey is not particularly well-liked by Republican leadership. He's twice voted against John Boehner for Speaker. Oh, gee, Bruce Parliquin. Hey, Bruce, did you vote against? You're, you're a new guy. Oh, well, we made the excuse that we wouldn't want Bruce Parliquin to vote against the Speaker as a freshman uh, in, the, in there. We, we wouldn't want to do that. We might set him up to not have any, uh, any benefits there for us. See, this guy has a backbone. He voted twice against Boehner for Speaker, but we made excuses for Parliquin not doing the same thing. Not good, people. Not good. Not good. <clears throat> He's at the center of a group that tends to infuriate his conference leadership and won't hesitate to vote against their priorities if he doesn't agree with them. He's proud of all that and smiles broadly when he notes that he'll never be a guy on a conference committee or a committee chairman. Yep. Very interesting guy. Just uh, I thought you'd find some of this interesting. Massey does things differently in the House, perhaps because his path to politics was per pretty unique. He graduated from MIT with degrees in engineering, started a technology company, sold that company, moved back to Kentucky with his wife, uh, where they now live entirely off the grid on a cattle farm. Strange. Off the grid. Let's see. He's off the grid. I wonder if they're going to go take his kids. Hmm. Very interesting. Uh, Massey understood that his standing with leadership might have hurt uh, her case. Oh, this is Lofton. Uh, uh, where is it here? That was really the high water mark for me. Massey said our feeling with that bill was it had to have a Republican sponsor as the primary sponsor. I hope that I'm never in the minority, but I say to my Democrat friends, if I'm ever in the minority, please put your name on one of my bills so that it has a snowball's chance in Hades of passing. But anyway, it's incredibly unlikely some of Massey's legislation, particularly his bill with Polkin to repeal the Patriot Act. Hello? Repeal the Patriot Act? Oh, my goodness. This guy must be, he must be a Muslim terrorist. Somebody get George Bush on the line, will you? Representative Massey wants to repeal the Patriot Act? This guy can't be an American. Where's his American flag? Wow. They can't believe it would ever pass the House, let alone get through the Senate. But putting Massey's name on a bill could have other benefits. Massey is about to tout, able to tout the legislation to place Democrats won't go. Freedom Works has been supportive of Massey's work on surveillance. And uh, so, very cool. Got to like this guy. Don't know him, but uh, so far, you got to like this guy. You just got to love it. Repeal the Patriot Act. How many... Conservatives want to repeal the Patriot Act. Are you kidding? They want to put more teeth in it. They want to make government more efficient. You understand that when government comes more efficient, it comes closer, more tyrannical, right? Efficiency means the government says it, you do it. That's how they become more efficient, by taking away more of your freedom. That's the only way government becomes more efficient. Anyway, I'm going to put this 
in this article in da, 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 copy. I gotta talk through it. Put this in the in the chat room. Here it is. Uh yes. Uh if my tipping is here, you should be hugely ashamed and I won't wait for a non existent conscience to um <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a note in here uh, about oh, I'm just trying to catch up on what's going on in the chat room. It gets pretty interesting sometimes. Try to get in there. If you haven't done it, folks, if you're sitting at home, don't do it in your car. If you're sitting at home and you've never tried it, um, some morning, uh, actually just any any show, doesn't matter whether it's ours or not, go to TalkShoe.com and look for a uh, what's live now. and uh, you can click on a show that looks like it might have some interest to you and participate in the chat room. It's pretty neat. There's often a conversation going on there that has nothing to do with the actual on-air uh, subject. Let's see. So they're talking about uh, we used to have an asbestos mat on the dinner table every night to keep from burning the wood. Yep. Uh, here we go. Oh, yes, Wayne. Um, our good friend and, and researcher, uh, delegate, uh, co-delegate to uh, Continental Congress 2009 with me, and founder, one of the original founders of the Constitution Coalition of Maine, is in the hospital. He's been moved. If anyone wants to know how to contact him, uh, I'll give you his email address. Uh, not his email, but his, his uh, regular snail mail address. Um, Wayne's not doing well. He's been moved to a different facility. The uh, brain tumor has returned, and um, Wayne will not be with us long, I fear. So our good friend is is dying. This stupid brain tumor came back with a vengeance, uh, and it will, be a, it will be a huge loss for us. It's very difficult. Uh, Sad to say the disclaimer, don't do it in your car, is uh, required today. For goodness sakes, don't be in the car typing on your on your uh, computer. Uh, good grief. Uh, he, um, he is uh, minimally or not responsive currently. Uh, breaks my heart. We're all going to die. But uh, he's going too soon and uh, not, in a, not in a good way. But, uh, anyway. Your prayers are uh, requested for the family. They're going through a hard time, obviously, but uh, if anyone wants that uh, Wayne's new address, I've got it. I will give it to you. My my secret email address is the one that you know the, <coughs> the uh, domestic terrorist secret address that he doesn't want anybody to contact him at, and going to sue him. Thanks to that's isn't that what isn't that what Mario Moreto said, the the uh, great reporter for the Bolshevik Deadly Novosti. <clears throat> McCarthy sent out this uh, this uh, email threatening to to charge sue something anyone that contacts him. So many ounces of gold. How stupid! How ridiculous! Yep. Oh, there's my somebody in the chat room. Oh. You guys must be spies. NoFDA, N-O-F-D-A dot com at gmail dot com. That's my email address. Yep. 
I'm glad you put it in there so I didn't, didn't so I knew it for sure. <laughs> yep, that's it. Uh, if you want that information on Wayne or anything else, if you just want to communicate, if you want to be part of what we're doing, contact me. Contact Phil. Contact Steve. Steve didn't go away. He's just doing some different things. You know, he's written like I don't know how many books he's got now. I think uh, I think he's up to six, five or six books on on Amazon.com. Go to look for him. And uh, the books are great. You gotta buy them. They're only like three or four bucks. He gets little, little, some kind of little royalty off them. Not enough to do anything, but uh, it's every little bit helps. And uh, go to Amazon.com, search for Steve Martin and his books. If you want the links to that, by all means, I'll get those to you too. I don't know where they are in front of me right at the moment, but uh, by all means, do that. And he's in the fight, actually. Uh, he sends me these little tidbits every once in a while. One on the uh, on the abduction of the homeschool kids came from him this morning. Yeah, darn, darn, crazy stuff, crazy stuff. Pay attention, folks. This whole thing, there's so many dots to be connected on this Jade Helm thing. A lot of people hearing alarm bells, the recent announcements of all the Walmart super centers closing, strange, multiple states, all related to kind of circling around this Jade Helm exercise. They're all claiming about plumbing issues. Nobody can find any work permits for any plumbing issues going on anywhere. Isn't that uh, a little crazy? And uh, eh, pay attention. Just pay attention. We'll be giving you some updates on that very near future. Um, let's see. There was something here. Uh, there's a Chinese connection to Jade Helm. That's pretty weird. you got to know there's also... Zero Hedge has been talking about some serious issues with monetary collapse in that same time period. What do they know that we don't? They know a lot that we don't. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. Uh, this is the one I want. Uh, just quickly, America's main problem isn't uh, drugs, it's corruption. Well, so much for that. That's not working. Okay. Whatever. America's main problem is corruption. Systematic corruption has metastasized throughout the U.S., making our once great nation deathly ill. We have a cancer going through our entire government structure, our our culture, and it's all corruption. Uh, the other one I wanted to tell you was I got a... Um, where is it? I got an email this morning. This is pretty interesting. The um, again, connecting the dots. It's still we're still trying to do the whole connect the dots thing. The whole thing in Baltimore. This that's uh, Freddie Gray. They just that, and this this mayor that said something about, oh, we got to give him give him room to to destroy and burn. Really, the burning, the building building burning our city down because we don't like the cops or because the cops don't like us so we'll burn our own city down? What the heck difference? What, what kind of sense does that make? This guy, Freddie Gray, had a pre-existing spinal and neck injury. I'm just going to quickly go through some of this. Um, from an accident 
Allstate Insurance was paying him in a structured settlement. Uh, this monthly payment and the drug money were his means of support. Freddie had had several unsuccessful spinal fusion surgeries over the past four and a half years. His most recent spinal cervical operation was a week and a half before he was arrested on April 12th. He was on doctor's orders to remain home and in bed to speed recovery from the major operation. Instead, Freddie was out manufacturing and distributing drugs on the streets of Baltimore and strenuously resisting arrest. Okay, we, that's opinion. I don't know whose opinion that is. I don't know what, how they back that up with fact. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. Manufacturing, maybe, maybe not. Don't know. But he does have a long history, many pages long of his rap sheet for manufacturing and distributing drugs and controlled substance, including heroin, cocaine, crack, marijuana. Wow. Again, we got to be careful because so many of the drug-related arrests are completely manufactured. This, the, the drug laws are used to destroy good people as well as bad. So we've got to be careful how we go with that one. Um, but this guy obviously uh, <clears throat> appears not to be um, Mr. Squeaky Clean. But this is why they burned down the city. This, this guy who already had major injuries and apparently um, they've got the, all the officers involved, either six or eight of them, they're all black. Hmm. They stopped the paddy wagon to put leg restraints on this guy because he was flailing all over the place. So we better figure out, we better pay attention to the facts, not just uh, the emotional side. So they're burning a whole city and whole city of Baltimore down over this drug dealer. Well, because he was killed. Nobody should ever die in police custody, but well, you got to get all the facts, not just burn the city down just for fun. Okay, we're going to get out of here, folks. Don't forget. Support the folks that support us. We appreciate you being there. <clears throat> Roger Eck, the Northern Maine Landman, will be coming right up behind us. Natural Living Center is one of our supporters. John Caven, Countywide Vacuum, and County Co-op. Thanks for being with us today. Have a great day, folks. We'll see you on the radio. WXME AM 780, Monticello, Holton, Presque Isle. 